Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's going on, everyone? Jetta Cameron, John Ritchie. It is uh, 94 WIP. Great to be with you off and rolling. On this Tuesday morning, well, obviously, uh, we're all still trying to make some sense of this Entire Eagles mess, this erratic Eagles season, this disastrous Eagles season, where never before has 11 and 6 felt like 6 and 11. Then again, never before have the Eagles gone 11 and 6. So, so Seltzer never before has 11 and 6 felt like anything because they've never been 11 and 6. <laughs> but they're 11 and 6. Uh, look, it's, it's been a disaster. It's been a mess. We'll, uh, we'll talk about it because obviously the objective is to try to win, to try to win Monday night, to try to make a, a charge in the playoffs, to try to not only scare San Francisco and Dallas, but to beat San Francisco and Dallas. I mean, that's where this, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, six, seven weeks ago, this whole thing was let's go win the Super Bowl. Now let's let's try to win a game. Now let's, is the coach's job on the line? Now let's, should the coach's job be on the line? Look, we'll get into it today. A lot to discuss. Also the Flyers with the uh, cutter Godier trade. If you missed that last night, Flyers uh, dump one of their top prospects who didn't want to, be a flyer, so we'll get to, to more of that. Flyers also last last night, uh, lost last night. A lot to do. All of it with you on the phone lines at 215-592-9494. Richie Rich. Hello, Joe. Hello there, sir. Prior to the 1917-1918 season, goalies could not fall to the ice in hockey. Sounds unfair. Sort of does. Yeah. But then again, like maybe I wouldn't want to be that close to the ice with my face either prior to masks and everything else. Well, I would Just agree with that. But... From a safety perspective. But no no one could go to the ice, uh, goalie-wise. Sort of boring. Uh, look, I just don't. Probably a lot less saves. Yeah, I don't know how someone didn't have Wayne Gretzky's <laughs> records back then. I mean, you I mean, think? you'd think the five-hole would be pretty pretty big. <laughs> pretty big between the legs. All right, uh-huh. so let's get to it here. Um, situation with the Eagles has obviously gotten really bad. We all know it. We've seen it. Um, I, I, I wonder if you think it's gotten bad enough to the point where Sirianni's job should be on the line Monday night. Let me go on the record clearly and say that I do believe it has gotten bad enough. And this is really counterintuitive in a lot of ways. If you're the person that's just kind of coming in from outside, you'd be like, hold on a second there, Philly guy. You got a coach that has made the playoffs in his first three seasons? Yeah, check. Yeah, he, he has. And that's pretty amazing. And especially when you consider, you know, the, the squad he took over. It was a mess in 2020. So, yeah, he did that. He Three years, three playoff bursts. Um, Super Bowl appearance last year. 11 wins this year. Not 
seven and nine. This ain't one of those phony balonies. You go seven and nine or whatever it'd be now, seven and ten, eight and nine, whatever the new numbers would be. Um, this isn't one of those like you're in the uh, NFC South and you want a weak division. You know, this isn't one of those situations where you squeaked in nine and eight, 11 wins. So, like, hold on, Philly guy. What are you doing? Well, I'll tell you what I'm doing. Outsider, I'm keeping it real. And I'm telling you that I believe Nick Sirianni on Monday night um, is coaching for his job, and I think he should be. And I think if he is, I think if they lose Monday, I think he should be fired. And I and let me be clear, guys. I don't say that with any glee at all. I think he seems like a nice guy. I think there are um, – there are there's an aspect to him that that irritates me quite a bit, and I've talked a lot about this over the last couple of years, where I think he um, is there's like a cocky side that I think was uh, unfounded with with limited past success, and I didn't like all the screaming in the stands and opposing fans and all that stuff, but I think he's a genuinely nice guy. I do get that impression. I enjoy when we have him on the show. We'll have him on the show today, eight forty today. Nick Sirianni on the show, but you know. Part of my job as, you know, my job, but also just what's natural for me as a Philadelphia sports fan is to keep it real with you or my friends when I'm off the air. And what I'll say on the air and what I tell my friends off the air is very simple. I think this thing has fallen apart to the extent that if the Eagles have a quick out in the playoffs, by the way, even if the Eagles beat Tampa, I'm not convinced he stays or should stay because if they get handled in the second round, then I, I could still likely advocate he should go. I, I see. I think there's a really good chance to get handled against any I, team that I do knows too, what John. they're doing out I do there. too. Yeah. Look, I, I see Which dis- is very unsettling. I see dissension. I see a broken offensive scheme. I see Jalen's regression. I see the Patricia Desai nonsense. I see a locker room not believing. I see a, a wasted season with remarkable offensive talent, including – Jalen's contract being on the cheaper side against the salary cap this year, an advantage which will not always be the case. I see a collapse. And more than what I see, it's what I feel. I feel the absence of hope. Yeah. And I feel that based on what I see when I see a football team play. And, and that demise of a great football team to a good football team, to an average football team, to what I'm going to tell you the Eagles are. And, I, I, guys, I'll stand by this. They're a bad football team. They don't have a bad record, but they are a bad football team. I would fire the head coach if they lose to Tampa Bay. John, where are you? Yes, it's extreme, but we have high expectations in this town. We expect effectiveness. This matters here. Nick should be coaching for his job against the Bucks, and it, it just feels like – Nick, uh, Nick left this team with too much work to do. Nick and his staff. We've got too much work to do to get to where they told us we'd be, and now we've got all this disarray to, to deal with. Disarray is a great knew, word. That's a great word. Yeah. It, it is disarray. And it if is. they knew how to fix this, how to handle this, they would have by now, and I'm positive that the players pick up on that, that they're out there now unhappy with aspects of the scheme. I can see in the way that Hassan Reddick is playing that he's trying to make up for calls. Uh, Jalen says we can't waver from the work that needs to be done. Well, this team needs to install a new product on both sides of the football. Uh, That's a ton of work. Uh, There's just not enough time to do all that. And that's that's 
Nick Sirianni's fault. That's the coaching staff's fault in my book. I, I'm I'm just not willing to trust this staff based on the season's sloppiness. And I also I, I do wonder what's Jalen's role in the blame for all of this. Where does other blame need to be placed? Uh, I I expect the coaches need to do a better job of teaching him, but does he need to do a better job of learning? And do the players need to do a better job of being receptive to what they're trying to impart? I, there's just so much we don't know. But I'm certain the Eagles had a false sense of security about how much work they needed to do. They were dishonest with themselves and by, by proxy dishonest with us. So I feel cheated by some sleight of hand. Uh, you told us we'd be peaking now that you had this plan to get this team to the Super Bowl, that last year it worked. And, hey, lo and behold, we were the NFC champs. And we should feel confidence that, uh, you know, we were a great team. Then, of course, you, you, you get where you belong because you're a great team. Well, this year we didn't get where we belonged because we were a great team. I know it's not over, but it doesn't feel like we have that push that we had last year. It feels so lackluster, and it has all year long. We've been asking the yeah. question, why is it different? Why is it less impressive? Well, a big part is it's less disciplined. And that's Nick Sirianni's problem. That's the head coach's realm, discipline. Uh, the proof is on the field. That speaks volumes that, that, you know, I guess you don't want to. There's a lot that goes unsaid here. Uh, the rest of the league has passed us by. You don't have to say it. You can see it. And that, I, I, I can't stand it. Uh, it doesn't feel like that's going to be rectified until they put in an offseason of work and they revamp everything and, you know, every level of defense, we get new players uh, along with new play callers on both sides of the ball. And I don't think it's wrong to consider a new head coach if we end up losing this game against what looks like a better team right now. Better team Tampa Bay. and not even a really good team, Tampa Bay. No, they're I mean, not. They're really, I mean, they're probably the 13th, 14th, 15th best team in football. They're not very good. 12th, go whatever back, they are. I, I, I went and I watched that week three game. You yep. know, I went back and, and checked out the first half of that. We look like a complete – we're unrecognizable. You, you, you want to see crazy push from a defensive line. Go back to week three and yeah. check that out. Well, That so was awesome I by will, us, yeah. and it's, it looks completely unrecognizable. I will say this in Sirianni's defense. I think certain players have checked out, but then, of course, that's not his defense because it's like, well, it's your job to make sure they don't check out. Yeah. Seltzer, where are you on this? I mean, this is a really unusual one. 11-6, three years in a row in the playoffs. Do you think it's – too far by John and I, and many, many, most, many callers. Most, I would say. Most in recent weeks to say, fire him. Where are you? Yeah, it's way too far. I think we're being way reactionary, way prisoners of the moment. This guy, Nick Sirianni, no matter, at the end of this regular season, it's over, has the best record an Eagles coach has ever had in his first three years as a head coach, ever, in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles. He's the best record. This guy went to the Super Bowl and came within a breath of winning it last year. Does and it look, feel like he hold can up, do that again? Hold up, but, but give the guy a chance. Like, at the first sign. Okay, so he struggled to start, and he fixed it. And he got that team to the playoffs. And they weren't a very good team, and they lost, but he, he rebounded yeah, he in did. the midst he, of he the did. flower he, thing and all that. He, he did. He and did. then now, the first sign 
the first sign of failure since that moment were like, get him out of here. This guy stinks. He lost both coordinators coming into this year, including losing them at the end of the hiring cycle. Did he do a good job with who he hired? But he, he had no choice. Like with Gannon, like he had to take the scraps. Like they're, they, he didn't want well, to Well, it's decide. a tough like, spot. But, it's a tough but spot. But he probably hired the But again, the first time in 25 years a head coach. Probably hired the wrong guy. Sure. A guy had, first time in 25 years, a guy had both coordinators lost to start a season. Like, like, what do you expect this guy to do? I understand it. And look, he might not be the right guy for the job. It's possible. But I'm not going to, at the first sign of failure in season, where it's so hard to change things and so hard to adjust, be like, get the hell out of here. Look, you make like, a this co- guy deserves a season, one more season, to see if he's the guy. Look, James, I'll say this. I think you make a compelling case. I don't agree with where you land, but you say it with passion. And, again, from the outside, you would say it does not make sense. to. I mean, look. Miami, Any other city would be like, what the hell are they doing? Miami of just course. had a collapse. Jacksonville just Jacksonville had a collapse. Jacksonville just had a collapse. Andy Reid in his first a- five Andy years kinda, in, in, yeah. in Kansas City won one playoff game in his first five years in yeah. KC. Yeah. You know, like, I, and, I just think we're going way right, overboard to prisoner of the moment. there's so much that we don't know. Where, who's culpable? Are the players receptive right, to right. the coaching that the coach – my assumption all along has been the coaches haven't done a good enough job of coaching it. There is the possibility that the players are doing a poor job of learning. Well, there's that, too. I, I, I look at the Giants game, and I say, man, what a great opportunity that would have been to learn how to, to handle the blitz. Because, you know, eight days later. <laughs> I look you, at every game this no, year I know. as an opportunity, no, and we just ignore it. I agree, but I'm saying in particular that game is you're about to face Tampa Bay in a yes, playoff game in eight sure. days. So it's like. You're facing this, the, the team yeah. that blitzes the second right. most. You're about to face the right. third most blitzing team. Yeah, just what start a, to pick it up. What a wasted opportunity. Even if you're going to play the players in the first half, the starters, what a wasted opportunity in that first half to not be, like, real about the situation. All right. Where do you stand on this? 215-592-9494. It's a very, very simple question. Have things gotten bad enough that on Monday night when the Eagles face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a playoff game, despite having made the playoffs three times in a row, Sirianni's job should be on the line? Yes or no? Why or why not? You might not say it with the same passion and conviction as Seltzer. He does rev it up. I'll tell you what, for early morning, that guy that guy revs it up. But he, James does make some good points. But damn it, so do, so do you I. You really think he can so fix John. it? You really think well, that's Nick the thing. Sirianni I'm, I'm can low, fix it? I'm he, low on hope. He just failed another week. He tried to put our best team out there for 28 minutes, and it looked pathetic. There's a big difference between fixing it in the middle of a, at the end of a season and after a long run, after going to the Super Bowl last year and going through all this, the gauntlet, the whole thing we talked about, and having an offseason and, and new coordinators that you choose that are your top choices and all that. Stuff. All right, where do you stand? 215-592-9494. What should be done on Tuesday of next week if the Eagles lose on Monday of next week? Jada Cameron, John Rich, your phone calls on 94 WIP. Here's what's happening at Borgata. Don't miss out on the action at Borgata's Poker Room, where great cards, lucky seats, and high hands bring excitement to every player. Open seven days a week. Excitement is waiting, and you are only miles away from your happy place. Experience award-winning restaurants, exciting bars and live music, big-name entertainment, and a spacious casino filled with your favorite slots and table games. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... 
what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, I'll tell you, never in a million years could I have imagined it could have gotten so bad so quick. And rarely in Philadelphia sports has it ever happened. I remember in 97, the Flyers were a great team. They were a great team. And they romped their way through the Eastern Conference to get to the Stanley Cup. They had one bad round in the playoffs, and it was a disastrous round getting swept by Detroit. And right it was after, a choking situation, yeah, yeah, as I recall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and right after that season, um, you know, Terry Mary got clipped. And bye-bye. So, you know, it happens sometimes. And obviously, as Ray is referring to, the, the choking situation comment by Terry Mary certainly uh, was a huge part of why he got clipped. But the reality is sometimes you do see a quick demise. But it's rare. I mean, let's be real. It's rare. I mean, when Buddy lost three playoff games in a row, and it's, it's three times in a row making the playoffs, but it's also three playoff losses in a row. I mean, is a coach last year that had two remarkably impressive playoff wins. So it, you would not have expected it in early November, but here we are. And I think justified to have the conversation based on the way the team has played over the last, not only month and a half, but in many ways, much of the year, even when they were winning. Let's go to the phones. Josh and Manion kicks us off this morning. Josh, should the coach be coaching for his job on Monday night? Where do you stand? 100%. I mean, this has been a total debacle. I got to be honest with you. I think there's a lot of disconnect in the locker room with Slay. I love these guys that go on and do their own podcasts and stuff, and, like, it's never Slay's fault. And A.J. Brown comes out and, like, you know, says, like, Nick Sirianni covers up. There's so much disconnect. I don't think these guys like each other. Like, it's one, like we loved watching the Phillies last year because all those guys were a bunch of likable guys. There's a lot of villains. I mean, obviously, you love Brandon Graham and Jason Kelsey, right. but these guys just, they don't see it, man. They don't see it. It's, it's not a good look right now, Philadelphia. It really isn't. I mean, who would have thought, like, this is the Giants are playing. The Giants, and yeah. they're awful. And they just expose them. And then you got Javon Hargrave, who was on a podcast the other day, and says, what's the difference between Philadelphia and San Francisco? He goes, well, you know, I really like the guys in Philadelphia, but, you know, practices really weren't that hard, you know? And, and we talked about this for the last three years. Like, they're not tackling. They're, they're playing powder puff out there, you know? Um, and Ted Jordan talks about it a lot, too. Now, now a push comes to shove, everything's vanilla. You know, it's not good. It's not a good look. And really we're guys. and we're weak and soft by comparison. Like no. I really, I I've had an issue, you know, yeah, all know. year long I with know. the the way we've prepared, and and I suspended my disbelief, and I said, you know what, I'm just going to believe them. They're telling me that this approach is going to get our team ready, and and but they're saying it's going to take after it's going to start after September. Like I'm going to have to wait for a month. 
because of this new approach, the newfangled approach. Well, this is the opposite of that, for what it's worth. It wasn't like they started slow and then hit a stride because they hadn't practiced hard. This was they actually started fast mm-hmm. and then fell apart. I, I don't think it commingles really, and Josh, good call. I don't really think it commingles, but but maybe let's listen to what Javon Hargrave said. He was on a podcast. I was going to play this audio for John. It's funny. First caller goes right to it because, John, I don't know if you've heard this, but I know this audio is going to irritate you, my man. Sure does. Here's Javon Hargrave, 49ers interior defensive lineman, formerly of the Birds. And what he says certainly does not speak well to how the Eagles go about their business and how they've gone about their business when it comes to work. Here's Javon Hargrave. What's the biggest difference in team culture from Philly to here? I hate to say it's just like uh it's 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 kind of the same. It's kind of similar because I think we all was very close. Like even in Philly, it's very close. Like um, you know, everybody's pretty tight. But I can say it's like extremely hard to like practices. Like even like uh, here, it's more yeah here yeah, yeah, yeah. very more demanding. Yeah, uh, we, we I think it's like. I think it's like more so like um, how people call like the Golden State culture and the Miami Heat. Yeah. Over here is the Miami Heat. Over there is the Golden State because yeah. it's more chill, more relaxed. You know, you just you chilling over here. Nah, it's work. Yeah. <laughs> it's like every day, every day you about to get it. Like. All right, John, your reaction. To I think that? It, I think it matters. I I think that this organization as a whole is too concerned with health to where it's unhealthy. You know, what Javon Hargrave is talking about is tough. You know, we're going to have tough practices. We're going to get after these players. We're going to teach them and, and, and coach them hard. And, like, that is an old-school mentality, of course. Like, that's the way it used to be, and that's what I relate to. So, of course, I have a an affinity for that. Yeah. I know that works because I've seen that work. Now, they did and get to I'm the Super Bowl right last now, year. I, I agree. Doing what they're doing. Doing from that doing this the softer yeah. approach, the softer, kinder, gentler approach. Now, I believe that uh, rest doesn't make a team more disciplined or tougher, and it doesn't familiarize a defense with where their help is. And I think you're seeing the problem with that on the field. I think we needed reps all season to gain confidence and, and to to just gain familiarity with the new pieces that you're subbing in with the new play callers. You know, like it, it's just. We didn't do enough. And and now that I hear a player talking about the fact that they're, what was the word he used? More demanding. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what this is supposed to be. This is the toughest sport on the planet. It's supposed to be demanding. Why in the world did we get away from that? I think we've, we've gone too far the other way, and we've somehow programmed our players to think that rest gets them what they want. Rest wins for you. Well, John, let me Softness wins to, for you. It does not win for you. It never does. Rest doesn't get your play caller and, 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 and quarterback into a rhythm. I wanted to see our offense try some new things these last couple of weeks. In addition to winning, uh, I didn't see new things. Let I didn't see new me, creative let, let ideas. Resting our players isn't going to accomplish any of that. Do you think, because I'm just trying to discern what you're saying here. Yeah. Do you think they're not um, physically tough enough because they haven't been sharpened enough? Or do yes, you think that they I are? Think that's part of it. Or do you think it's more that they don't practice enough, and therefore they are not in tune with like, hey, how do you pick up a blitz? 
Both. Do you think it's that? Like it's a lack of it's fundamentals? You, yes, it's fundamentals. You, you didn't rep the fundamentals enough. You didn't rep the reps enough. Like the guys don't know what they're doing. They don't have the fundamentals like ingrained to where they're tackling properly, to where they're hitting properly. It's 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 a, a, a mess. But I, I think in the bigger picture, like tough teams aren't tired this time of year. Like I, I, we're a very talented team. We don't feel like a tough team, a, a team that refuses to lose. There are other teams out there that, you know, this time of year they're they're dominating the, the well, teams they're supposed to dominate. What do you make, of, do you make of Miami? They had a big slide back. They lost they their sure division. Did. I mean, like, they lost both of their top edge rushers. Yeah. They had all sorts of injuries with the skill positions also, and they just got to, cornerback as well. Yep. Running back. They were yeah. too banged up to to actually put their best product on the so field. So different category. And they fell. Yeah. Yeah. They 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 fell by the wayside because of that. Different different story. We are are just not we're not we're not tough disciplined we're not together and and now uh, there's some other story or stories that that are factoring in where guys seem to not like one another and 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 coaches seem to have differences of opinion that we we will never get the bottom line with all that yeah I mean things have become a mess look we'll take your calls at two one five five nine two ninety four ninety we're also coming up cool prize on the line today we'll tell you how you can win that also. A notable trade last night in Philadelphia sports and certainly one that was a surprise. We'll get into that story and more. Jetta Cameron, John Ritchie on a Tuesday morning, 94 WIP. You can't control the weather, but at Horizon Services, they make sure your home is warm all season long. Their expert technicians recommend getting your heater checked now. They'll come out, they'll inspect your system, they'll listen to your concerns, answer your questions, and guide you to a custom heating solution that optimizes your system's performance and gives you the peace of mind you deserve. With their upfront pricing, you will never be met with any unpleasant surprises. Horizon Service is always available with same-day, 24-7 capability. And to get you through the rest of the season, they are currently offering $50 off any repair. Plus, you can get comfort on your terms with flexible finance options. So whether it's time for a tune-up, repair, or an upgrade to a more energy-efficient system, 94 WIP. All right, we'll get to the uh, flyer straight coming up shortly here. I also, I got to get something off my chest. This goes back a couple days. And this is something society's always trying to figure out. How much to punish versus how much to rehabilitate. That's a, you know common thing in society it's, it's, it's a tricky issue but I got to rip Adam Silver for how quickly he's bringing Draymond Green back and and I, I want to be clear I admire the fact that I think he really does have Draymond Green's best interest and and I think he went out of his way to try to help him and hopefully Draymond Green when he actually plays hopefully he is a uh, like a like a reformed dude and, and and not as quick to anger but if you missed it a couple of days ago you know, Draymond Green was officially reinstated. Now, they're saying it's going to take a, a little bit of time for him to ramp up conditioning-wise, but he'll be playing soon. And officially, he was only, you know, docked 12 games for just hauling off on a dude, which, by the way, in and of itself would be one thing, but it's like the, I don't know, 77th time he's had a, a ridiculous action on a court. Well, and it felt so, like wh- it was just literally a, 
a day or two after he headlocked Rudy Gobert. It, yeah, and it was, I mean, about, like, it was about a month later. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it just immediately I know. following. I know. And, and it felt like the, that was almost unprovoked. It was like the tip, and yeah, then totally. boom. So 12 games. And then this. I, I got a problem with that. And again, like, I, I, there is something to be said for, like, let's really help the guy. And, and But you could have helped the guy and still suspended him 20 games. You know, I mean, I I think eh, I, don't, I think I don't suspending like him is like helping him. Like, really, you you, you got to reevaluate. I don't like it. And He's thirty three years like, old and does this repeatedly. Oh, he has no self control all the time. So, all the do you time. expect he's not going to? He loses his temper in the heat of the moment. I mean, yes, sometimes that's just not fixable. I, sometimes it's not. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It just bummed me out. I mean, it's not the biggest story, but I just wanted to slide it in. I mean, twelve games to me feels pretty light, especially because now you create tremendous opportunity for double standards. I mean, what happens when the random guy who hasn't had 77 prior transgressions hauls off and hits a guy? Does that guy only get four games? Uh, you know, come on, man. All right, 215-592-9494. The Eagles, do you think Sirianni should be coaching for his job? Let's get to Mike right now in Douglasville. Mike, good morning. What's going on, guys? How you doing? Hey, pal. Doing all right, Mike. So, I'm somewhere in between with all of you on this one. Um, the thing that bothers me is... You know what cracks me up, Mike? In between, fire him and don't fire him. So what's the, what's the in between? <laughs> well, You're pregnant, I, you're not pregnant. <laughs> like, wait, no, what's could, in between pregnant and not pregnant? I'm, huh? So I, I could totally get <laughs> Glenn Close and Fatal Attraction. I'm almost pregnant. <laughs> kind of. Maybe she is, maybe she isn't. I don't know. I'm uh, sorry, Mike. Go ahead, man. No, you're good. I'm just torn on it because, you know what? I think we can all agree that we're going to have a new OC and a new DC uh, for the start of next year. The thing that I wonder is right now you have Brian Johnson running Nick Sariani's offense. You have Matt Patricia running a combo between Sean Desai's defense and his defense. And I guess they're trying to convert over to just Patricia, I guess. I don't know. No, they're not. But, they're really not trying to convert. Sirianni actually spoke yesterday. It's, it's really not a conversion. It's, it's more of a hybrid leaning toward Desai based on the way Sirianni presented it yesterday. Gotcha. So, I mean, I, once again, we all agree we need a new OC and DC, but if we don't fire Nick Sirianni, if we have a different OC, is it going to be any different? I mean, the thing that's killing me at this point is how many teams have we seen just send the house on us and we do nothing differently to try to stop it? Right. I, I mean, that's right. Right. Richie's been yelling for, you know, two years about, you know, there's no hot routes or site adjustments. Now, Seth Joyner's jumping in on that. And part yeah. of the, the, the problem is, even if we go ahead and fire everybody, clean house, whatever, um, is, is this a Nick Seriani philosophy or is this a Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie philosophy? We've seen it now with Doug Peterson. Now we're seeing it with this. They, Howie and Jeffrey have a style they want to run. They want their organization to be a certain way, the offense and defense to look a certain way. They, I mean, they've shown that for years with how they draft and how they hire. They, when was the last time they hired somebody that was actually like the, the cream of the crop, wanted number one you know, head coaching prospect or something? Chip. They always go for the, the underdog guy. Which, I mean... Well, the Eagles have probably never, ever hired that guy. At least Chip, not Kelly. Le- Chip Kelly. I mean, Ch- Chip Kelly. Oh, Chip. Chip. the only one. That yeah. backfired Chip. so yeah. hard it was Chip. ridiculous. Chip. How he ended up in the closet. 
Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it makes me wonder if firing Seriani is going to do enough. Now, uh, obviously, Howie is on more – he's more of a downturn now than he was, but he's still a very good GM. I think we can all agree with that. I, I do agree with that. I do agree it, with that. It just makes me wonder if you don't cut the head off of the snake, is it going to change? I mean, so we Mike, can go yeah, ahead and hire a new guy, but is it right. going to look that much different? You know, Mike, this might – appreciate the call. This may be a situation where – I mean, I could see a scenario, and, and I know a few years ago John was um, really ticked when Howie got to hire another new coach. I could see a scenario where Howie's here for another 20 years and cycles through another five coaches. He could be the GM that has eight or nine coaches in his tenure. It's not impossible. I mean, you're right. Because, I mean, last year we're talking about, and if they win the Super Bowl, I think it's true, he goes in the NFL Hall of Fame. I don't know. Not one person has called for his job, nor should they. But I mean, you do run into a scenario with the struggles this year. If you struggle for the next two to three years, theoretically, his job could be on the line in 2027. But we're not there yet and probably won't get there. But we'll see. But it is a, it is a situation where there's a good chance he's about to get the opportunity to hire another coach, which yeah. for him then would be Andy. But to be clear, he got the end of Andy. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's not like he hired Andy, but he was general manager during Andy, during Chip, during Doug, during Nick. That's four. Next guy would be five, and that is it's unprecedented uh, longevity. It's either unprecedented league. or near unprecedented. It certainly doesn't happen often. That, no. That's for damn sure. I'll tell you what also doesn't happen often. Uh, one of the top prospects in Philadelphia sports gets traded, and he gets traded simply because he just doesn't want to play here. If you missed the news last night, Cutter Godier, of course, recent draft pick for the Flyers and really a heralded prospect that the organization was really excited about, fans were really excited about, to get this guy, um, we didn't know, we really didn't want to play here. So it's like, wow, okay. So this is what, you know, Jonesy and Danny Briere and John Tortorello had to deal with. They traded him yesterday. Now, whether they got back enough, only time will tell. Here's what we know. Jonesy talked last night on NBC Sports Philadelphia about the trade short time after it went down. Listen to Jonesy, what he said. I mean, there's a certain defiance coming out of the Flyers, and I don't blame them for – like, dude, you don't want to be here, then to hell with you, basically. But uh, it is kind of like a J.D. Drew situation to a certain extent. Here is what Jones, you said last night as the Flyers trade at one of their top prospects. This trade, which uh, I'm sure catches a lot of the fans by surprise because we've been talking about Cutter and watching him and thinking he was going to be a Flyer, especially with what he said at the draft. Talk about how this all evolved. Yeah, he didn't want to be a Flyer. Yeah. So we had to, you know, come up with a plan and – Fortunately, we were able to execute on that plan. His value would never be higher than it was after the World Junior Championships. Um, it was only going to decrease if the word got out there. Uh, I have to give a lot of credit to the people that we were negotiating with that they kept this quiet. Uh, it could have become a much more difficult situation. So the other general managers, presidents around the league were outstanding in keeping this a private matter. Pretty because, tough to do that these days. Yeah, and the leverage starts to change in that case. So uh, you don't want to be a flyer. You're not going to be a flyer. And uh, we were very pleased in the return that we got. Look, I mean, that's Jonesy last night on NBC Sports Philadelphia. Maybe they got a good return. Maybe they don't. Time will well, tell. it matters that he said they're very pleased. It matters, but 
He's not going to say we hated the return Correct. we got. Right. We wish we didn't have to do and, it. And, and you know he's not pleased would, that he yeah. didn't. That the guy didn't want to be. And there. and no matter what, right. even if the other teams that they were <laughs> negotiating with didn't tell the rest of the league, right. those teams still knew that the Flyers were oh, at a disadvantage. Yeah. So the other teams still had yeah. the leverage. For sure. Ultimately, yeah. For sure. For sure. So messy situation and one that certainly is a bomber. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Speaking of bombers, certain units with the Eagles this year have been bombers. Uh, coach has been a bomber. The quarterback of late has been a bomber. We're going to push those two aside for a moment and ask you this Twitter poll question of the day, focusing on other parts of the team. Twitter poll question brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. What's the Armin difference? It's simple. It's their people, well-trained, friendly, and caring. Together, let's drive. Visit ArminChevy.com. Today, we put three other units from the Eagles on the table and ask you, which of these three units has disappointed you the most this season? The three choices are, A, the cornerbacks. So that would be Darius Slay, Bradbury. Avante obviously wasn't his fault. The rest of the guys got in there and largely were overmatched. I think to a large extent, this is a Bradbury-focused thing. You know, his, his decline. B, the defensive line. Well, by the way, I shouldn't say just Bradbury and well, corners. What about Ringo and No, I know. Ricks well, the, the young guys and all that. You know, the old guys, young guys. Look, the other thing about Slay, Slay's been one of their better players, but he's been a disappointment, in my opinion, with regard to how he's carried himself. I mean, some of the first noise that started coming out of the Novacare complex was about a month ago with Darius Slay, and it's like, dude, I could do without that nonsense. But anyway, he has been one of their better players. Um, second unit we put on the table, choice B, the defensive line. 70 sacks the, uh, last year, and I don't know, half or so as much this year. Tremendous regression. And I believe, I believe it either is or maybe it was before the last game was 11 sacks in seven games, which is really bad. Choice, choice look, at, look at the explosiveness of the D-line, of the young players on the D-line yeah. when you get a chance. Like week three. Yeah looked so completely different. Right. It, it's like they're running on, like, you know, at the the gasoline pump, the, it's like they were running on 93 octane yeah. back in week three. Yep. Now they're on, I, I don't even know, it's like unsafe. Whatever octane they're operating at is, is below the 87, diesel? whatever that minimum is. Diesel? It's, yeah. Diesel? I'm giving you a chance, James. If you have the audio, I'm giving you a chance. For those that missed it, diesel almost... Almost finished in the top four for drop of the year last week for 2023. Because my diesel answer was ridiculous. All right, well, James pulls that up. Choice C is the offensive line. Which, if you remember the last couple years, not only was dominant in, in, in like, always, but was particularly just road grading remarkable in the run game. And then all of a sudden, like a team versus Tampa week three, John, that I felt was impossible to stop when they would run the football and now it's like a slog to run the football. So the offense, all right, so. Got to call it. Corners, I, D-line, O-line, where do you stand on that as far as disappointing? Amongst those three, which one's disappointing you the most? You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. Seltzer has dug up the diesel line. I mean, we're kind of giving you the punchline here, so maybe it won't be quite as funny, but it was a ridiculous answer. I swear to God, I wasn't throwing this you competition. You this was the right answer. I, I said it so confidently. Well, no, I won't say I said it confidently. I just wanted to get my answer out there quickly, and it was what came to mind. And I was trying to accurately answer it. Obviously, I did not. This was, are you smarter than a whatever grader we were at last year, 10 or 11 or 9 or whatever. Um, this was ridiculous. I'm going to go easier. This is one of my easier <laughs> questions. I'm, I'm going down the list. Okay. Which gas is needed for photosynthesis to occur? 
diesel. No. That's the dumbest answer. I have no idea. I heard gas. I thought diesel. <laughs> not not a stellar moment. That is incredibly dumb. Not My a, God. Not a stellar My moment. reaction is so real. I'm just All like, right. that's the dumbest thing I've Hopefully ever heard. Hopefully the answers are better today because for, on this front, you have a chance today when you call in to win uh, always a great thing. Tickets, a pair of tickets to the Philadelphia Auto Show at the Pennsylvania Convention Center happening starting uh, in four days, January 13th to the 21st. For tickets and more information, visit phillyautoshow.com. You can also win a $50 Visa gift card. You know, we were talking before the show. James brought up how, um, and I have long thought this. I'm sure anyone who's a fan of Led Zeppelin's thought about this. Like, Immigrant Song, as a song, it just starts, it just starts, it's just coming at you with a bang. All right, Seltzer, crank it up. I got it. Like, it's immediately on. It's immediately on. I mean, now we're not even, like, in the start. Like, the first four seconds it's on. First one second it's on. Happy birthday, Jimmy Page, by the way. Is That's how this birthday. came up. Happy birthday to that James Page. So here's the deal. When you call in today, in addition to everything we're talking about, primarily with the Eagles and their ridiculousness lately and whether Sirianna's job should be on the line Monday night. What's the best start to a song ever? Like when you think of a song that just starts with a bang, I mean, I will say this, it doesn't have to be as hard charging as immigrant song, because I have long thought that I know the winning answer for this type of question. I'm telling you, I've played a song many times in my life, knowing that I believe it's the best start ever to a song. And I'm telling you, it, it has nothing to do with that type of sound of being hard charging. But we'll, there are many. <laughs> is ma- this your dumb, like, battle hymn of the Republic? No. What, what, the song I have is is often considered one of the ten greatest songs of all time. It's the only hint I'm mm. going to give you. All right. But it's not hard charging. All right, John, when you think of a song that starts great, yeah. what hits you? This would be, like, I imagine this is my secret walkout song. Yeah. Like, just, like, at home, walking out, like, walking out of my bedroom in the morning sure voodoo child yep. slight return it's the coolest you you know the sound yeah. and then you got the the wah-wah pedal jimmy comes in it's it's great and you're using it in a lot of commercials lately too so you get to hear it all the time how would hendrix feel about that i don't know his family's probably thrilled i <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder what John Lennon thought when um, some of his stuff started going in a Nike commercial. By the way, speaking of Nike. Nike's a pretty cool thing to be. Tiger, in. Tiger and Nike. 27 years. Yeah, done. Yeah. 27 years that? and done. Tiger and Nike. He's pivoting elsewhere. All right, Seltzer, a great start to a song. What do you have? I'm still reeling from John picking Voodoo Child. I did not see that coming. Uh, oh, no. no. Uh, I'm not going to take... I'm not gonna take a haymaker. I want to take. Uh, yep. I want to see what wins. So I'll go with Jay Z. PSA. Great intro. All right. There's a lot of ways to go here. Multiple Jay Z songs could be an answer. So uh, Ray, what do you got for an Mine answer? Mine starts out with like a preacher-like message, and then the organ, and it's also someone you hate, which makes me fun. Happy to choose it. Let's go crazy by Prince. Great right. answer. You got it. Look, everyone, give us a big time answer. Best answer by the end of the show, you're gonna win. The uh, Philadelphia Auto Show uh, tickets at the uh, Pe- uh, Pennsylvania Convention Center coming up. All right, let's go to our pal Black Gritty. Black Gritty, good morning. Good morning, guys. Uh, Richie, you said one of the greatest things on radio and life, and I want to put on a T-shirt for you. 
a year ago, you remember you set up uh, Charmin versus Charmin or Charmin Sharpen Charmin, <laughs> yeah. and everybody got on you. It was the whole thing for the whole day, talking about how soft the team was. Mm. And my goodness, doesn't the team look soft? Let me tell you I something. I don't think that's the issue, though. I really don't. So, I honestly so, don't. Look, I mean, we all have our opinions. Yours is different. Yours is usually wrong. So last year, <laughs> when we played the 49ers, you know, and Dominican Sue, every time Trent Williams tried to fight, and Dominican Sue bought him down like a little puppy dog. We don't have that dog on this team. When they came in here with their black shoes on or all that kind of stuff, that would have not happened with somebody like Dominican Sue on our defensive line. But we don't have anybody. Everybody out here is, you know, a talker or a quiet person or young. So we don't have any kind of lions to bark up when we're getting put down. So it is what it is. At the beginning of the year, my coach forgot to give the ball to Swift. He forgot that Dallas Goddard was on the team. And he said at the, the end Goddard of the game. The Goddard non-usage I, is a disgrace. And, and, and at the end of the game, he said, I can't, we can't go a game doing that. We, so you went the whole season, didn't throw one swing pass to Swift. In Detroit, he killed us that first game last year. He killed all last year with that. Saquon Barkley had a wheel route on us for 95 yards. When's the last time you saw an eagle catch a wheel route out of the backfield? I mean, people do it all across the league every day. Yeah, Chip so used coach, to use it a lot. That was a, that was a Chip staple. And, and, and my coach can't even get screens right. So, I mean, every week they tell me they're learning. I don't know what they're learning. They're learning to be Charmin, Sharpen, Charmin. It looks soft. It looks unprepared. And as much as he talks, he doesn't get anything done. So is he going to be fired? No, because it's an indictment on Howie Roseman. You think Howie's a great coach? We have the same exact headlines after firing a Super Bowl winning head coach. And now we're about to talk about firing a guy who went to school last year. That is a reflection on leadership with him. And, oh, he learned how to draft because he drafted everybody from one championship team. How's that panning out when you go back and you look at all the other people who actually drafted that are good in other positions? I'm not calling these guys busts. I'm just saying that this guy that we're lauding, his whole plan was to draft everybody from one team. Wow, you're a genius because you couldn't draft beforehand. So, I mean, there's a lot of things going around. But if we're going to fire somebody – it could happen, but it's not going to happen. You know why? Because, again, Howie Roseman couldn't bring another coach in here. Wait, I forgot. He picks nobody coaches. Nobody ever wanted. They did almost <laughs> win the Super Bowl, though, last year, man. You can't discount that. I, I can't discount I mean, this could, just, be a, this could be a hockey thing where you just cycle in a new coach every three years. I mean, and, it could and, be. And, and, and that would be embarrassing for us. It's not, it's not what football does. Right? No, it's not so, what football uh, does. Uh, not, uh, not, uh, not supposed well, to do. What if it works? I, got, I, got, I mean, I got it, it almost I, worked last year. Yeah, I, I got yeah. one more thing for it. If it does work, you know what's going to happen? What? Nobody else interviewed Doug Peterson. Nobody else interviewed Nick Sirianni. And I guarantee you, whoever he picks them off the shelf is going to be the same thing. But this time, yeah. it better be an offensive wizard that actually can communicate at an opening press Well, for what it's worth, no one, no, one interview, no one else interviewed Andy Reid, and he's going to be an But But to the point you made before about how the Eagles never get the top guy or whatever, like yeah. if you're the top guy and you have four different places, are you going to go to the place that just fired the coach that just was in the Super Bowl last year? That's, that's fair point. You know? And you fired the Super Bowl winning coach that won your only Super Bowl before that. What, what, what can you do to stick around and keep your job or finish out your contract? All right, Black Gritty, give me a great answer. The start of a song that's a banger. What do you have? Uh, boom, 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 boom. Rick James, she's a very kinky girl. I uh, mean, I don't know it better than that. You got I'll it, man. y'all. Have a good day. All right, pal. Good hearing from you. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.